So the big question is this, how do most agents who don't have access to the secrets that the top agents hoard to themselves grow and prosper in today's real estate environment? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Pat Hyben, and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. And now for the review of the day. Okay, let's see. Got one here from iTunes. So entertaining and full of good stuff by So Ma'am1Z. So many great guests. Host is funny. Hey, thanks. And has knowledge to share. Guests are smart and full of great information and tips. Keep these great episodes coming. One, two, three, four, five stars. Keep the comments coming, guys. I love them. And remember, I eat feedback for breakfast. So give me a one-star review if you want or a five-star review if you want. I don't care. And the more reviews we get, the better guests we get. So please, subscribe first and then leave us a review or wherever you're listening. Okay, Rockstar Nation, I got a great guest coming from San Diego, California, Mr. Sam Karamian. And uh, Sam is with Big Block Realty, one of the co-founders. And man, they have done some incredible growth in the last five years. And we're going to talk about how to grow a massive real estate company. It will translate and how to grow a massive real estate team if you're trying to grow a team. And we're going to talk about how to maximize your profit in the real estate space as they have done and how to retain the maximum amount of people in the real estate game. So anyways, Sam, welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. Hey, thanks for having me, man. I'm really excited. I've, I'm a big fan and, and you guys are doing some awesome things. So uh, I'm really honored and pumped to be here with you today. Hey, why don't you give everybody a little rundown, Sam, on who you are so they can get to know you better. Yeah, happy to do that. So again, my name is Sam Kramian. I'm the CEO and co-founder of Big Block Realty. Uh, we started the company uh, about five years ago, and uh, we today have 730 agents or so. Um, we'll do over a billion dollars in volume, close to 3,500 closings this year. And uh, we've been really fortunate to land on the Inc. 500 list, uh, fastest growing companies for two years in a row. Uh, last year, we were 26. This year, we're 31. And that's all, all companies privately held in America. Uh, but what's even more exciting than that is we are the number one fastest growing real estate brokerage on the Inc. 500 list for last year. Wow. Congrats with that. That's awesome. So let's, well, let's jump into that first of all, right? Well, first of all, okay, Big Block Realty. Explain to me how you came up with that name. What, uh, what does it mean to you? And it's a fascinating name. Yeah. Dude, thanks. I, I really love that question and people don't ask it often enough. And the reason I say that is uh, it was really by design. Uh, there was a couple of things we were focusing on. More than anything, we wanted something that just sounded different than every other brand that we've heard of. To us, um, they all just kind of rolled off the tongue the same. They all kind of felt the same. Uh, so we wanted something that, that just sounded young and sounded different and would make people just kind of second take. 
Um, but the, the way we landed on it is really me and my business partners made a list of a bunch of weird names and things that we thought uh, would interrupt pattern. I'm sure you, you guys have talked about that before, yeah. the idea of interrupting people's pattern. Uh, so we just made a bunch of names and we crossed one off at a time and, and Big Block was the one that was left standing. Uh, but what's more important than that is we went a step further, and, and to us, we again, it felt like most of the companies out there were traditionally playing real estate red and real estate blue and a little bit of gray. And we said, you know, we would just want to look and sound different than everybody else. So we went with green and black and a name that just sounds different. And, and the truth is, half the people love it and half the people hate it, like actually really hate it. Uh, but everyone remembers it, and that's, that's helped us out a lot. No, I think it's a great name. It kind of, it, it made me do a double take when I saw you on the schedule and I'm like, big block realty. That's fascinating. You know, I mean, that's, uh, I love it. So, so, okay. So what were you doing, you know, before you and your partner decided to create big block realty? Great question. You know, I, my story started in college. I was one of the guys that was selling phones in the mall. I don't know if you remember the free phone guys. That was me. We were we were slanging free phones and, and had a lot of success at it. It was our first real sales job. Me and my business partner at the time were both working there. Uh, and we got recruited by a guy that owned a mortgage company. Uh, and we got recruited into the mortgage space. And we started doing second mortgages at the time. Uh, and and I, I don't know if you remember this, but back then we were doing 125% loan to value second mortgages. Crazy. Yeah. Real <laughs> so. Cool. Yeah, real crazy. And also crazy that you get recruited from selling free phones to mortgages. You know, one of the most important things people do, you know, yes. and it just goes to show you where the industry was. It, absolutely. And, you know, the guy, to give him credit, he was just looking for hustle. He wanted people that were willing to grind and hit the phones. But that's where it started. And then we played around in the real estate space. We hit the crash. We got, you know, we got our butts kicked. Uh, as, and we transitioned over to being an agent for a while. And we did just agent transactions, a lot of short sales. Uh, we did some investing. We flipped some properties. And, uh, you know, about five years ago, I was actually in a mastermind uh, called Collective Genius, Jason Medley. If you haven't had him on your show, I should connect you guys. He's amazing. Yeah, please do. I've heard of that, but uh, I have not met him. He's a great, great guy and runs a really impressive group of really successful investors. And we were in that group, we were in that meeting talking about residual income. And the investors in the room, you know, some of them had gray hairs and had been in the business a lot longer than me. And, and they started talking about, instead of flipping properties, they wanted to invest in cash flow. And at the time I didn't have enough cash to invest in cash flow. And I started asking myself, hey, how can we make residual income in the real estate business? And in that room, the idea hit, hey, I bet you we could give agents 100% commission, but in exchange, ask them for 300 bucks a month. And I bet you we could get five, six, seven, a thousand agents uh, to start paying us that. And that's where the idea kind of formed, the idea that we could build just a big residual income stream, but then also more important than that, uh, change the way that, that the business was done. You know, we never liked a brokerage we worked at. We, we never were in an environment we were pumped to tell people about. So we said, you know what, let's just, Let's just create a place that we would like to work. Let's create a brokerage that we'd be pumped to tell people about. And uh, that's kind of what we did. Wow. And, and so that's your economic model, right? Is, is charge a monthly fee 
regardless of whether you sell a house or not. And then your profit comes in mortgage and title. It started with the idea of only monthly fees. It has transformed. We have multiple plans. Uh, there's always a fee as low as 50 bucks and, and it goes up. But the easiest way to look at our model is on average, everyone's going to pay us $3,600 a year. Some people will pay us a few hundred dollars more, some or less, but it costs about $3,600 a year to hang your license with Big Block Realty. Uh, my business partner is a savage on profitability and, and really being good at, at doing things the right way. So we run a, a really good profit margin uh, in that as well. So, you know, we, we'd be happy just growing and, and living off of the recruitment and, and the residuals and, and those different things. But what we realized is that we can affect the industry and really better the experience in more than just the brokerage space. So we sought out to, to do that in escrow and, and do that in mortgage and do that in credit repair. And, and today we own a, a number of different companies around the real estate brokerage, all with the same idea that let's create an environment that people really enjoy more. Um, so I don't want to say that all our money is made in those, but there is a lot of additional profit that um, both agents, team leads, brokers. It, it's amazing to me how many people I talk to in the industry that, that haven't leveraged their profitability and got into different arenas. So uh, for us, both sides are really exciting. So do you have bricks and mortar? Do you have a rent that you pay or is it a virtual company? Yeah. Or how, do you, how do you profit? Like a lot of people, let's say, let's say you didn't have mortgage and title, right? Is, is that brokerage model profitable uh, with, with, you know, 3,500 bucks an agent? Yes. Great question. So, Something I get asked all the time, and I'll break some stuff down for you. I don't know if anyone actually watch, watches. Do you broadcast the video as well, or is it just audio? Yeah, we do. We do. We, we, so, our audience is not as large. but uh, yeah, on So I'll, I'll kind of just show you real quick our office. But we, we do have brick and mortars, and I'll kind of walk you through it real quick. Oh, please. Um, thanks, guys. And I'll kind of narrate this. Uh, he's yeah, he's so walking that nice little, nice little training room, it looks like, or, or group our, area. Kind of. Open conference area. Anyone can come and touch down. But my point is, is we've built fun, cool offices that are very open, and we do, in fact, have brick and mortars. But what we, we've done differently is, if you can see down here, I have an high, a long hallway. We have 12,000 square feet wow. just here okay. Mission Valley office. But, again, all of this space is available at additional cost. So we have agents that rent full-time offices from us. And depending on the office, window or not, uh, they, they'll pay us. So a lot of our, what we've been really good at doing, and, and we talk about this with our agents as well in some of our trainings, is turning our, our expenses into profit centers. Uh, one mm -hmm. of the big expenses is office rent, right? Right, so, yeah. So we, in this location, we have about 30 offices that we rent out as low as 500 all the way up to 1,200 depending on the office. So we're able to drastically reduce our expenses just by simply renting out office space. As a member of the Rockstar Nation, you may have noticed that every guest that comes on the show now is required to bring with them a free tool, an item of utility that real estate agents can use to drastically increase their sales and profits. Some of the things that have been brought have been ebooks, forms, reports, negotiating techniques, hiring guides, postcards, checklists, 
open house secrets, newsletters that are sent out, sphere of influence forms, referral request forms, and the list goes on and on. If you would like to get this free toolbox full of items of utility, simply go to hybendigital.com backslash toolbox. That's hybendigital.com backslash toolbox or simply text toolbox to 444-999. That's toolbox to 444-999. More than that, uh, we offer transaction coordinating services. And, and today, 51% of our agents use a TC. So that's, that's more profit center. Um, and, and, and that's an example of turning expenses into profit centers. You know, we need to have staff here auditing files and working on transactions. And what we decided to do is uh, leverage their time out a little bit further and charge for their services. So it's important for anyone that's thinking about getting into this model I'll tell you, you're not going to make any money you're happy about under 200 agents. You know, you really need to break the 200 mark. And then it really starts to scale and, and profit starts to fall towards the bottom line. But for sure, until about 200, above 200, it was, it, it was rough. We, we were consistently reinvesting. We still are. But you've you, you got to be looking to do this in scale. Yeah. Okay. Well, you had no problem doing a scale because now you're at 730 agents and yep. five years ago you were at one agent or zero agents, right? So, so let's talk about that. What was it like? How did you scale from zero to 730? Like what, how did you recruit? I want people to be able to learn this who maybe want to start their own brokerage, but who also want to build a team. You yeah. know, they just want 10 agents or 20 agents. What advice do you have for them that you learned over the last five years on the right way to recruit and the wrong way to recruit? You know, I could talk about this a lot, and it's a great question. I think that there's tactics and there's strategies, right? And we have to really differentiate those. But right out the, the gate, I, the most important strategy that a team lead could have, a broker could have, anyone that wants to recruit anyone onto your team uh, is culture. It's an environment. You know, like I said, we started this and said, we want to just create somewhere that we want to have fun at. And if I had time and watch you around, you know, we walk through our office, we have foosball tables, we have kegerators, we have, uh, we have shuffle boards. So one, we've, we've harvested an environment that tells people, hey, come here, have fun and work hard. Um, but, but more than that, I'll tell you that we as a broker look at our customer to be the agent. Uh, our customer is the agent in the transaction and their customer is a person that's doing the buying or the selling. Uh, I think too many brokers, too many team leads are looking as agents as maybe the middleman in the process, a way to scale, uh, where we look at the, the agent as our customer and, and we wake up every day to deliver them awesome experiences, uh, give them an environment they're proud to be a, be a part of and, and continue to over deliver on, on their needs. So I believe if you have a 100% shop or a traditional split or a team lead, all of us could increase our growth by creating an environment people are excited to tell other people about. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Word of mouth. And, and that just kind of spread, huh? Amongst other things. So it, the idea was let's create a culture. So what do we do? We, we have socials every month. We, we do 
uh, fun events. We take our agents on cruises. I mean, we're, we're, we're making it a fun environment. So, so what's a social? Like, describe to me a social. How do you set that up? Great question. So we'll invite all of our agents out. We'll, like the last one we did was probably at like a BJ's. We go to BJ's. We say, hey, we're going to bring, you know, a bunch of people here. We'd like to get a patio reserved and we'll, we'll hit the minimum. And usually they'll ask us to spend a thousand or 1500 bucks for the night. Uh, and we'll invite all of our agents out. We'll have some food on the tables. We'll give everyone a drink ticket or two. Uh, and we, and we bring everyone together in a social environment. Some people have some drinks, some people won't, but what's important is they all come and, and they get to know each other. And, and it's not water cooler talk in the middle of the day. It's after work, you know, we'll find a fun location. We spread it throughout the city and, and we do one of those, you know, pretty much every month. Okay. Okay. So let, let's talk about what we had mentioned before, maximizing real estate profits. And uh, tell me what you mean by that phrase and, and let's dig deep into it because people here want to maximize their real estate profits and it's certainly an environment to do that. Yeah, there, there really is. Uh, so there's a couple of things that I think every agent could look at if they wanted to really increase their ROI and their profitability. One, and I think this is the most obvious, and then I'll give you some other tactics. One, the most important thing for an agent is to focus on conversions based off of your sales ability. And I'll give you a, a, just some simple numbers. I'm sure you already know this, but National Association of Realtors says that uh, the average agent will close 2% of internet leads that they purchase. So in San Diego, our average commission is about 9,000 bucks. I buy 100 leads, I convert 2%. That means I get two closings, two closings times nine grand, 18,000 bucks. If I simply can effectively increase my conversions by the way I communicate with good question-based selling, repeating and approving, going through my scripts, uh, I can easily go from 2% to 3% to 4%. So if we just look at the average agent that's closing 2%, or someone like you or me might be closing 6%, when the first agent's making $18,000 per 100 leads, I'm making closer to $60,000 per 100 leads because I'm simply converting at a higher rate. Does that make sense? A hundred percent, yeah. A hundred percent and extremely accurate, right? The, the best agents are just quite frankly better converters of leads. That, I mean, yes. it really boils down to that, right? In any way they do it, you know, they're converting, they're turning them into sales. That's just it. You know, agents, a lot of agents think that they have a lead problem. You and I, and most people know there's not a lead problem. There's a lead conversion problem. Mm, deep. Right? I think one of the biggest challenges uh, that our industry faces today as a new agent coming in is you could come in with no skill, no ability to convert and have leads, more leads than you ever needed. Where when I started, dude, the only way I could get a lead was picking up the phone and having some conversations with expireds and for sale by owners. I had to learn how to create leads before I could have leads. Today, an agent can come into the business, spend $1,000 to get a license, another $1,000 on leads, and they have the ability to have leads without the wherewithal and the knowledge on converting them. Uh, so I think that the best thing anybody could do from a team lead to an individual agent is focus on increasing your conversions because look, if, if I'm buying a thousand, a hundred leads and you're buying a hundred leads, we're both spending the same money. Yeah. Yeah. So give me some meat and potatoes here, uh, Sam, like what are three things 
that I can do today that aren't necessarily cliches that the, you know, the listeners haven't heard of already that's going to get me, just going to move me off that 2% you know, to 4% or 6%. That's a great question. Uh, more than anything, I think we need to understand that people are not buying or selling because they want to buy or sell. They're doing this because of some other motivation. For example, I just had a, I just got married. I just got pregnant. We just had a kid. We just had our fourth kid. We're downsizing. We're retiring. We're moving. There's always a because. The problem I see a lot of agents do is they focus on the transaction as opposed to the motivation. So for example, when an objection comes up, it's very easy for an agent to say, okay, well, okay, I guess you want to wait till January to list your home. Uh, I'll call you in January. Where, where someone like me is going to focus on their motivation and help them understand that I can help them get to where they want faster. So it might sound like, Pat, I completely understand you want to wait till January to move uh, to put your home on the market. Uh, but let me ask you this. Earlier, you told me you were really looking to get into Texas to live with your granddaughter, uh, which is really exciting. What's more important to you, getting to Texas with, to be with your granddaughter or simply just waiting until January to list your home? Right. Well, yeah, obviously getting to Texas. And getting to Texas. So I understand where you're coming from. A lot of great sellers like you have the same feeling right now. They think, hey, you know what? Let's wait till January. We don't want people to bother us during the holidays, all these different things. And I get it. But may I take it a moment and explain the problem that might be creating for you? Sure. Great. See, just like I said, Pat, a lot of great sellers like you, they're going to wait till January to hit the market, which means come January 1st, a bunch of great inventory hits the market. What do you think is going to help you maximize profitability on the sale of your home? More competition or less? Less. Less. And you know what's better than that? Is right now at the end of the year, being that there's less competition, that's great. But what's even better than that is there's a lot more motivation, right? Mm. Buyers that need to make a decision by the end of the year for tax purposes or job transfers, that's a big deal. So could you see how if we had less competition and more motivation, we could help you maximize the sale of your home? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. As a member of the Rockstar Nation, you may have noticed that every guest that comes on the show now is required to bring with them a free tool, an item of utility that real estate agents can use to drastically increase their sales and profits. Some of the things that have been brought have been eBooks, forms, reports, negotiating techniques, hiring guides, postcards, checklists, open house secrets, newsletters that are sent out, sphere of influence forms, referral request forms, and the list goes on and on. If you would like to get this free toolbox full of items of utility, simply go to hybendigital.com backslash toolbox. That's hybendigital.com backslash toolbox or simply text toolbox to 444-999. That's toolbox to 444-999. So when's a good time for me to come by and help you get this process started? Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Um, you know, it's essentially the feel, felt, found technique, but, you, but you've added some things to it and smoothed it 
out so that, I mean, you're essentially taking a lead. You know, I think a lot of agents, their challenge is, Sam, is they, they go in thinking this person is a buyer or a seller or they're not. Yes. Right? 98% chance this person is going to be a looky-loo. I don't want to have anything to do with it. And then they look for reasons to cut them loose, right? Yeah. To delete them, right? Instead of trying to create uh, more of a lead than it actually is, which you did. You, 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 know, you took a lead that may have been cut by other agents and you said, let me try to get him to move sooner, right? Yeah, and if you, if you really break down what I did there, all I did was ask you questions. You, you sold yourself on the fact that right now is a good time to sell. I asked you questions. Hey, Pat, is less competition better or, or more competition? You made the decision that less competition was better. So what am I getting at? Earlier you said people are either trying to find buyers or sellers. I say the same thing, but I say I think people are trying to pick up the phone and find appointments or find contracts. Can I tell you what I do that's completely different? Yeah. I look for objections. Look, mm. all appointments are on the other side of objections. Too many people are trying to go from A to Z without going through the alphabet right? You need to go through the alphabet because you and I both know this. You've experienced this. The, the appointments that set the easiest, do those tend to be the easier transactions or the more difficult? Yeah, they're actually, they're the easiest. Right? So the, the, the challenge that, that we have is everyone's trying to take the easiest, least, least resistance. But the reality is, look, good, good buyers and sellers are doing what everyone else does. You know, have you ever bought a new car from a lot? You walk on a lot, you know what you want, you know you want to get a car, the salesman walks up to you, hey dude, do you want a test drive? Most people say, oh no, I'm just looking. Why do you do that? Because you're just pumping the brakes, you're trying to slow down the transaction. Buyers and sellers are trying to do the same thing. They have mm. other people calling them, they have other distractions. The average lead is the lead for five to six other agents. So that person is telling themselves, I'm going to hire someone that makes me feel comfortable and confident. So how do they find that person? By throwing out BS objections, smoke screens. I'm thinking about it. We want to wait. We're, we want someone that does this or that. When really they're just looking for someone that makes them feel comfortable and confident that they're the right person for the job. The only way to do that is to find the objections and handle them. Because if not, there's unanswered questions which will continue to keep you from setting an appointment. Yeah, I love it. I mean, you're taking time. It's kind of like, you know, when people teach agents, which I don't necessarily agree with, that they should go in on a listing appointment and spend 20 minutes, you know, on the listing appointment and then run out of there. It's almost like, you know, one of the questions I ask a lot on the show is how does a brand new agent or an agent who's a solo agent beat out a big agent or someone with a big team or someone that's been in business 30 years? And the answer is always because they spent the time to build rapport. They spent the time to get to know the people. They spent the time to get to know their circumstances. And uh, essentially, they, because they slowed it down. And I think that's kind of what you're saying on the lead too. If you slow yes. it down and get to know the person a little bit better, get to know their circumstances, ask a million questions, that's the key to going from two to 6%. It really is. And you know, you use the word rapport. I think too many people think rapport says, hey, dude, you like golf? I like golf. Let's talk right. about golf. Yeah, yeah. That's like the most rookie approach to rapport. Rapport is making someone feel comfortable and confident that, they're, that I'm the person you want to work with. 
so the question then becomes, Pat, what tells someone that they don't want to work with you? Like, what do you have to say in a conversation for me as a consumer to not feel comfortable with you or not feel confident with you? The answer is tell them they're wrong. And, and agents don't realize how often they're telling someone that they're wrong. Let me, mm. let me break that down for you. Yeah. yeah. But you know what, Pat? We want to wait till January to sell our house. Agent says, oh, I get it, Pat, but you don't want to wait till January. If you wait till January, everyone's going to hit the market and you're going to have a ton of competition. See, I said the same thing in two different ways. One way, I made you wrong. I said, you know what? You're wrong for thinking you want to wait till right. January. You're going to hit a bunch of competition. As soon as I make you wrong, I'm the jerk. Yeah. Right? Instead, I said, I completely understand you want to wait till January. I made you feel like I heard you. I see right. you. I get yeah. you. That's called repeating and approving. It's okay that you feel that way. A lot of people do. What am I doing? I'm dropping your guard. I'm saying, dude, I hear you, man. January seems to be an important deal for you. And I get it. But may I explain to you the problem that January may create? Did that feel abrasive or offensive? No, not, not at all. Not at all. Right? You know, so yeah, absolutely. What, what's empathize. showed empathy. Exactly. And what's interesting to me about this is, I'm sure you've heard agents say this, you know, agents say, I don't want to learn my scripts. I don't want to learn objection handlers because I don't, I don't want to sound salesy. But I, I want to have you go a little bit deeper with this. People are avoiding learning sales strategies because they don't want to sound like a used car salesman. My question for you is, did the used car salesman go learn sales strategies or did they just get thrown a lot and try to convert people that walk on? No, right? Yeah. No, they were trained, yeah. I actually think they weren't trained. I think the, the used car lot guy, he's not learning how to repeat and approve. He's not asking the right questions. He's right. trying to right. say right. I think they were, they were trained, but they probably were trained in a, a very antiquated method. Yeah, you know you're right. I mean? uh, absolutely. So, so okay, so let's, let's start wrapping this up. But, Sam, where do you want – fast forward five more years. What, what are your goals? Where do you want to be? Uh, thanks for asking. We, we've really realized that – for us, we want to be in the market share business. We want to control as much, as much of the market as we can. And that means we need to be a, bo a brokerage that does a lot of transactions. Uh, so five years from today, Big Block will be doing about 50,000 closings a year. Mm. Uh, and that'll be in multiple different states and markets. And we're going to be focusing on and, and, and we do now, we focus on producers, not just bodies. You know, I used to think I just wanted every agent. Today, I want the agents that actually do business, right? So sure, absolutely, yeah. We, we want to we bring in the right talent, and we also want to take talent and make them more talented with, with different skills and trainings. So we'll be in multiple states. We'll be doing 50,000-plus closings a year. Um, and I think that we will be one of the bigger forces in, in the model that we play in. That's awesome, Sam. So listen, everybody that comes on the show brings a free gift, something that we could download. Is, is there a form? Is there a checklist? Is there something that Big Block uses that uh, we could give to our listeners uh, so that they could use in their business? Oh, man, that's a great question. You're putting me on the spot. I'm trying to think, what's the best thing I can give to add value? So we, we own, uh, we invested in this, this software. I don't know if you heard of it called Attractor. Do you know Mike Cuevas? No. I got to introduce you guys. This guy is a legend in real estate marketing. Long story short, um, I'm going to give everyone 
uh, free 30-day access to this university, this training that teaches you everything you need to know on converting more of your database, getting more of your sphere to convert. But more importantly than that, it's a CRM that actually does all the heavy lifting for you. All you have to do is upload your database, you, you pick a campaign, and the software will automatically send stuff to a fulfillment house. It'll print it. It'll ship it. It'll mail it. All you have to do is upload your database, hit go. Um, we'll give you 30 days of it for free. And if you like it, you can, you know, you can stay on. And if you don't, that's all good. So we can do that. And I think another thing we can do is I, uh, I have a list of seven different reasons that a client should sell their home during the holidays, which is a great way to handle objections during this time of the year. Um, I can make that available as well. That would be great. So guys, I'm going to put a PDF of seven different ways that uh, you can get a seller to sell their home during the, the holidays, whether it's this holidays or any holidays. And uh, I'm going to put it on hybendigital.com backslash big block. That's hybendigital.com backslash big block. I'm going to put all the Sam's information on there as well. If you guys want to reach out to him and say hello, send a, send a referral to one of his agents at his offices. And that's it. So Sam, listen, this has been awesome, buddy. Thanks so much for coming on. And if I'm ever in San Diego, I'll look you up and we can break some bread. Hey, dude, I'd really love to do that. And you're always welcome. We, uh, we'd love to hang out. Thank you for tuning in to Real Estate Rockstars. Please subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you may be listening. If you haven't already, please give us a review. I don't care whether it's a one-star review or a five-star review. We eat feedback for breakfast, and we need your reviews. Also, the more reviews we get, the better our guests become. Thanks again for listening, and find me on social media simply by typing in my name. I'm Pat Hyben, and keep rocking. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.